I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip Chipperoo Taxidermy Aficionados. Do you think we have any of those in our listenership? There's got to be someone out there. Do you remember when that was a big deal on The Bachelor? Uh, nope. There was there someone who was a taxidermist? Oh, yeah, there was a girl who was a taxidermist. Yeah, she was like blonde and from LA, and she was really, really wonderful. She was really nice. She got dumped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, she's made a nice dead dog to keep her company. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Before we get limp on shrimp, do you have any business for us? Yes, it's a great time to mention that this episode is sponsored by Harry Baker, our delightful fan and patron from the UK who has signed up for our basically Bob Belcher tier. And Harry, it means the world to us that you support this podcast like you do and that you're helping us keep this main feed going by subscribing to that tier. We are unbelievably grateful I love that Max is not roasting you right now. Uh, uh, if Harry's, <laughs> it's a first. Well, we're getting to a Linda-heavy episode, so there's plenty of time for Harry to get roasted. <laughs> Harry is not only a um, Harry is not only a sponsor of this episode, but he is the most diehard Linda fan, and he will defend her until the death. Yeah. Or the really annoying sound. He's her friend till the end, as Chucky would say. <laughs> exactly. You can tell that we are already in spooky season. We don't have any other business. Ginger is actually the lady who in, incites this whole episode we're about to go through, um, which we'll explain later in a bit. But if you are a Ginger fan, our latest Patreon episode that is live is the evolution of Ginger. We, Max did the research for it. We learn so much about Ginger and had such a fun time recording that podcast. The next um, podcast episode for Patreon will be Linda-themed trivia. So if that is your jam, take a look at patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Bob's Credits. uh 
any of our tiers get access to the ep- episodes, yep. the bonus episodes every month. And uh, any tier gets your name burger punned here on the show. And I just want to mention that if you haven't signed up because you don't want your name actually mentioned on the show, you can just say that when you sign. You could sign up and not have your name burger pun if that's something that you don't want. Totes my I just assume that people want a burger pun name, but there's a good chance they don't want it. So you don't have to have that. You just have to. I want a burger we'll pun ask. name. I'll work on one for you. Okay. I feel like my Friler. name might be. Friler. Oh Fry- my gosh. Okay. Okay. Um, should we get into some Skylar sides, the fun facts before the fun facts? Dish it, squirrel. Oh, you promised a squirrel. You delivered a squirrel. Squirrel heavy episode. Squirrel heavy episode. We this also better be a fun fact about squirrels. It's not, but I do have a really good segue. It's also a guest star heavy episode. So. Today's Skylar Sides, we are going to get a little insight from the casting director of Bob's Burgers. Oh, I love that. The casting director's name is Julie Ashton, and she did Big Mouth in Central Park. Um, Julie, if you're listening to this, Skylar and I are more than available to portray podcasters on Bob's Burgers. I love that you're just putting that out there, just manifesting some shit for us. Yeah. If everyone wants to go DM Bob's Burgers Fox and tell them that, that's don't, fine. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> she recently-ish did an interview with Backstage.com. And... I love the ish. Ish can mean like uh, recently could be uh, a week ago or it could be 10 years ago. I know. I guess it's like pre or post-COVID, because a lot of these interviews talk about COVID a lot. So this was a post-COVID interview in 2021. And the interviewer asked her, how do actors end up voicing several characters on the show? And we have hypothesized this a lot because we have a lot of, you know, main characters voicing side characters, but then we get great guest stars sometimes, and then they do multiple voices. So we've hypothesized about this a lot, but Julie is finally setting the record straight for us. So basically what she said is everyone who does voices on the show is incredibly talented. So she's saying that she knows that they're capable of pretty much anything. And she said, and I'm going to quote her because I want to make sure I get this right. When you get a script, there are multiple roles. With one-liners, there are 80 or so characters. Wow. Is she saying per script or for the show? For the show, not per script. Either way, she's juggling a lot of characters. So our hypothesis is right. So her first question when she gets a script is, who do we already have that we can utilize their talents and fill all those holes. Right. So, they- so that's what we talked about where like obviously c- certain people who aren't like the main cast and stuff like are under contract to kind of like some sort of contract where you like grab them and, like they're available for these voices. I I don't know that they're under contract. That, I have that's no my, idea. That's my guess. I would feel like you would have like someone signed on. Well, they're clearly signed on for a role, but I would hope that they're paid extra if they're doing additional voices yeah I, I don't know how it works but a part of me wonders if like it's probably too much work to be like every time you do a voice on the show we have to draw out contracts we have to you know yeah so maybe there are 
alternative contracts where like we have you kind of like on call you get paid this amount but i would say as a specific character sure see i thought what you were saying is different anytime we need you you have to be available no i don't think anyone wants to sign that contract yeah but i'm sure there's some contracts that look like that because that's why there's a strike right now she also says and then we have guest stars who can pick up extra roles when they have that range in their voice There's never been a time when we've said, hey, can somebody do this voice? And they've said, no, I don't think I can do that. They always want to give it a shot because it's so much fun. And I think it's also really creatively freeing and inspiring for the actors to be able to stretch themselves in that way. So as we've hypothesized, not only are reoccurring characters, but guest roles are very open to trying new things, new voices, but with so many characters, especially once you add one-liners, it is way more advantageous to say, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? With all the actors. I love it. I love the information, and I've always been so curious about this. So thank you for that, Squirrel. You're welcome. Are you ready for some Bob Pun or Max Pun? I am. We are going back to the original Burger Puns. Fingerling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey's Burger. Max. Bob. No. It's still casserole to me, Burger. It's still possible? Rock and roll. Oh. The, uh, the, what's his name? Max. Who sings Uptown Girl? Billy Joel song. Uh, yes, yes. It's still casserole to me. The Wind Cries Rosemary Burger. I don't get that one either. The Wind Cries Mary is a Jimi Hendrix song. Ah, Bob's? Max. Oh. And your final pun is the Pepper Don't Preach Burger. Ooh, that could really go either way. Don't preach. Bob's. Yes. Yay! (laughs) Not a bad showing. Mm. Did you get one? No, I got two. 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 That's good. I love how I never know. When we play trivia over on Patreon, I never we never know who I know. got what, right? We don't <laughs> know what the score is at the end. It's such a mess. Uh, should we get into this episode? I would love to. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season eight, episode 19, please? The title is Mo Mommy, Mo Problems. It's Mother's Day, and Linda is momnipotent. And so, the family agrees to go eat the fancy food at all the fancy open houses on King's Head Island. Pro, there's a lot of shrimp and crudite. Con, the family gets stuck in a lie that could break the new mom realtor named Julia, who's desperate to sell her first house. This episode came out on May 13th, 2018. It was written by Stephen Davis, who, asterisk, was nominated in the animation category for this episode for the 2019 WGA Awards. Nice. And was directed by Ian Hamilton. First things first, let's talk shrimp. Okay. (laughs) I think I could go pound for pound against Linda in a shrimp eating contest. Well, Max, do you think you could go pound for pound against Gene in a shrimp eating contest? That's a tough one. I think I fall somewhere in between the two. You're yeah. so humble. Yeah, I I think Gene would be a, a worthy competitor. I think so, too. And I think you could smash Linda. Sorry, Harry. I know you're the sponsor <laughs> of this episode, but I would definitely beat Linda in shrimp eating contest. But she would beat me in annoying noises contest, so. 
Okay, here's my question for you. Yeah. First of all, before we jump into the episode, because we're already talking about the food, I love the premise of this episode. There, Me too. There's some episodes where I'm like, the like this premise doesn't like pop out to me, but then the episode makes me like utterly fall in love with it. But this is one that on paper you could pitch it to me in two sentences and I would think this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. That being said, I love this idea of going from house to house to eat the food. We have our own story about that. But I don't necessarily want realtor shrimp. I want pigs in a blanket. I want, I'd go for the chocolate covered strawberries. There's something about shrimp laying out and people like touching it that does not do it for me. Yeah. There's something about, I'm not knocking this because it's, it's fine, but supermarket shrimp late, like plattered supermarket shrimp that's already been kind of like sitting in like the, the refrigerator area. And then you take that home. Yeah. And then you're like letting it sit out on a table I'm with you. It's not It's not appealing. I don't think I'd want to do it's it. It's not appealing. Appealing. There you go. <laughs> and I don't think that's the shrimp eating contest I'd want to have because I feel like we would both end up very sick, Linda and I. Exactly. Because if I'm going to have a shrimp cocktail or something, I want that chilled. Like the shrimp has got to be so chilled. Do you want to tell everyone about when we went to that open house? Yeah. Well, Skyline used to do this a lot. We'd pop into like really expensive open houses because when you live in LA, you know, you can live like three or four blocks away from like the fanciest neighborhood, even though you don't live in the fanciest neighborhood yourself. That's just how LA is. But then you go out. three blocks the other way and, and it's, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd go like up the street on walks and stuff like that. And we'd pop into any open houses and just look at these really expensive houses. And then one time we went into one that had, what were they giving away as food? Okay. I have to tell the whole story. You're good. We rent here. But if you're buying, like, it's a miracle to even find a place that's under $2 million. Even a rundown pit is going to be a million dollars because you're basically buying the land. Mm-hmm. But they put up these really nice condos. And naive Skylar, I'm like, you can't make condos millions of dollars who wants to buy a million dollar property with no yard no backyard no pool you know i it just didn't make sense to me so we walk in and we're trying to act like we belong there and i go how much asking you know the cost and she goes three and i'm so bad with numbers like it's part of my dyslexia that I really just misunderstood what she was saying. And so I said, three? (laughs) That's so cheap. Because I genuinely thought she was saying that the condo was $300,000, which would be the literal steal of a century. (laughs) Yeah, but I also love that you thought $300,000 was cheap to us. It is for Santa Monica. It, it absolutely is, but... (laughs) But she meant three million. So we... We seem like we're like the richest people ever because I literally laughed at how cheap this $3 million condo was. So we like go into the back unit because there's two. We are all alone there. And we go upstairs. No one is there. Not a realtor. Not anyone else looking at the property. And there is a full spread of sandwiches. Full sandwiches. Not finger sandwiches. Full 
you know, $15 sandwiches and fancy donuts from Sidecar Donuts. We were like, do we take it? Is it bad? What did we end up doing? We took some. Yeah. I think we each took a sandwich and a donut. Yeah. And then we left. Yeah. Look, it wasn't expensive enough for us, that place. No. So we took the sandwiches and we had to turn them down. Three? Only three? No big deal. (laughs) But long story short, we get Linda here. We enjoy going into these houses too and seeing them and it's fun to do. It's really fun. But you always kind of feel guilty. But I think... Realtors know that a lot of people come in just to kind of like look just because they know that. Yes. And they can probably tell too. Me? Yeah. (laughs) Me? Yeah. And you're just like over the top like Linda is. (laughs) It's a great Mother's Day episode. The second Mother's Day episode we've had, actually. First one, obviously, was last season's Mom Lies and Videotape. And it should have been the third one, but uh, Linda's birthday episode eat spray linda was supposed to be a mother's day episode but it was turned into a birthday episode once we get caught in the lie and we go to this really expensive mansion and linda is stuck between helping this mother who doesn't want to move out but also you know this house really needs to sell for the agent tell me your thoughts about the whole kerfuffle the family gets into It feels like classic Linda to me. She wants to make everyone happy, and that's not necessarily possible. Uh, And meddling. Yes, she does get involved a little bit too much in in the... She gets pulled into people's lives a little too much. Which I love, and that is a problem that I have. Yeah, there is a little line Mm -hmm. that you have to try not to cross. Not not just like a negative thing, Mm -hmm. but... It's hard sometimes. Sometimes you tiptoe the line, and Linda definitely uh, doesn't tiptoe that line. Linda tiptoe in anything she does? No No way. No, Linda dives across that line face first (laughs) like she's diving into home plate. A home plate of shrimp. Yes. I love that about Linda. Are we too hard on Linda on this podcast? Because We love Linda. We It's just become a running joke with Harry. That, yeah, you uh, guys ran with this joke I, and will not let it go. <laughs> I love Linda so much. I love that she just has a big heart that gets her in trouble a lot. And then it's also equally satisfying to see poor Bob just like, I went along with this. I was going to just make you pancakes and blueberries. And he's just being pulled along. And <laughs> so Bob and so lovely. Yeah, I love the the fact that it is Mother's Day and they've all kind of like agree to do this so they can't really back out no matter how far Linda's taken them into the whole ordeal. Yeah, it is a good plot device because if it weren't Mother's Day, we might be like, would Bob really go along with this? Would, you know, so well, I feel like based on the history of the show, we know that he would regardless. <laughs> but maybe he's learned. <laughs> Begrudgingly, he would. One of the funniest things in this episode to me is Bob is kind of like mumbling. It's the first scene of the episode. He's like, well, I woke up and I went to the store early and I got fixings for a beautiful Mother's Day breakfast. But then it's not ready yet because I had to go to the bathroom and it took a lot longer than I thought it would. It was so funny to me. (laughs) Why was that funny? Maybe pulling from my own life experience. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Something that's not funny is that this was 
the second episode in a row where we had no Teddy. Oh. Which hasn't happened since season four. Wow. It's he's missed. Teddy is my whole heart. It's a little upsetting. I would have loved for Teddy to have gotten to go along with the Belchers on this, but I understand that he can't do everything with the Belchers as much as he'd like to. Yeah. The game, what was Teddy doing by not being with the Belchers is a fun game. I like to play in my head. So I'm like, okay, he's not with the Belchers. That means he's alone on Mother's Day. No, he's probably, yeah, he's probably doing something with his mom. I think she lives out of town, but she just seems like maybe they're doing a cruise together. He seems to have a lot of anxiety around his mother and whoever she's dating. (laughs) So I just don't think it's a good day for Teddy. Poor Teddy. He should have gone with the Belchers. I bet he would have spoiled Linda on Mother's Day. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You had that wonderful Skylar Sides about the voice actors. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of these guest voices in this episode? Yes. Okay. We have Julia, the real estate agent. Love. Phenomenal. Captures my heart quickly for such a new character. She is voiced by Stephanie Beatrice, who we've seen many times on the show before. But I feel like last time we saw her, she was Chloe Barbash. Really? Yeah, that (gasps) Chloe. Oh, that her Chloe. range is so good. Yeah, but she's probably best known for um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's one of the uh, one of the leads on that. Got it. We also have Andrea Savage as Claire, the woman in the couple that comes to like look at the house later in the episode. She was so good. How annoying and perfect were they? 
so annoying, so perfect. And she, you probably recognize from, she's been, she was on Veep, but I recognize her immediately as Will Ferrell's therapist in Step Brothers. I love that movie. I do too. It's so good. It should not work as well as it does, but it's so funny. It's, oh man. We were just watching some of Will Ferrell's outtakes from Eastbound and Down, and he's so funny. He's so funny. Danny McBride is so funny in that. I do have to say, I think we were critical of not the latest season of Gemstones, the latest HBO show, uh, but the the season one two. season two. But season three, y'all, I have to write a wrong. It is so good. Yeah, Righteous Je- Gemstones is worth watching. First season was amazing. Second one, we were it was still good, but season three like took it's, it. Reminded me how great that show is. Oh, very special show. Just makes me laugh so yeah. much. We have Spencer, who is the son of the house, the, yes. the woman who owns the house, is voiced by Michael Cyril Creighton, and he played Patrick on High Maintenance on HBO. I didn't watch High Maintenance. But for anyone who did, he was Patrick. And one of our regulars voices his mom, Ethel. Any guesses who Um, it is? Edith? The voice who does Edith? Edith is voiced by Larry Murphy. Oh, that I knew. So it's not Larry Murphy. It is David Herman. Oh, amazing. Mr. Frond. So fun. Those squirrels were pretty cute. You want me to get you some? No. I'm sure we could find some. No. We could set them up in the bedroom. What no. kind of squirrel do you want? What kind of what what would the squirrel be doing? What would you want it to be doing? Oh, I'd want like a little ratatouille, like chopping some scallions with like a little chef okay, hat. So like a chef squirrel. Okay, good to know. <laughs> uh, birthday's coming up. Is it? That's. Um, I mean, if you want a taxidermied squirrel and a chef, take it's going to take some time. You get a special order of that. So another funny part of this episode, Tina's like gagging of the blood and the like skinning of the squirrels was so funny to me it's so gross so gross and the fruit roll-up analogy oh oh i wonder our taxidermist who's out there who said that you know who's listening to the show i want to know more about i'm i'm curious about taxidermy i'm curious about the process is it like that would you ever of course. See, you're not a Southern boy. No, no, no. I have, so nothing, I have no idea what goes into any of this. I'm just saying, like, if you didn't grow up hunting, you're not very familiar with the skinning and the... No, no, no. No. No, no, no. You're just a sweet baby innocent boy. Yeah, I want to be as blind as possible to yeah. all of it. Yes. So my answer is yes, that is how they do it. Wow. Okay. Well, see, I got to like special order yours now because now I know that the squirrel has to be skinned and drained of its blood and... Well, not taxidermy because it can't be skinned. Wait. Oh. oh. She does do she skin. Does you got to like get the innards out first, right? And then you like... Isn't that why they always kind of look weird? Because they're like... Oh my God. What's that classic like fox meme? I, I'll, put, oh, yeah. I'll put it in our carousel right yeah. now. The, cl- the fox meme... The tax, I think it's a taxidermy fox. It is. It's a great meme. It's a classic. It's, it's in our carousel on Instagram right now at Bob's Credits. Go look so you can laugh at it. Anything else you want to say about the episode or should we get into the end credits? I think we should get into the end credits. Okay. The last moment before we get into these end credits is kind of like everything's working out. Ethel has decided to, she should sell the house 
and Julia's going to get her first sale. I love, I mean, that's a big paycheck. I'm really excited. Uh, yeah. And the snooty people buying it are going to take the price down a bit, but still, it's all, it's all working out. I just saw the house. I saw the home. All right. <sighs> I'm exhausted. I'm starving. Who's hungry? Anyone want a fruit roll up? Oh, I make them myself. Oh, turkey. We got to go. We got to go. Love you, Tina. Tina gagging is a great way to end any episode. Tell me what happens as we ease into these end credits. Well, it's the classic end credit sequence in the kitchen. Linda is in the window and she is singing, Mommy's are the best. (laughs) Kind of breathier than normal, maybe? Yeah, sure. A little bit. And then we have a squirrel blood soaked. Uh, What's her name? Edith. No, not Ethel. (laughs) Just old women names. (laughs) Ethel? Ethel. Wow. Um, Not sanitary. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. And it's probably very dry at this point. Tina is probably still struggling. Yeah. Poor girl. All right, so we get... Ethel just keeps staring at you at the camera with his blood. Not moving. Yeah, but chimes in every now and then to join Linda. The like, your mom, his mom. And I think we get a burger, a burger, a burger flip on the beat oh, at a certain nice. point. He's pretty good at that, Bob. Nice. But other than that, nothing out of the ordinary except for an old woman drained in squirrel blood. Not dancing. Dripping in squirrel blood. Yep. <laughs> It's my day. That's it. We get Edith, not Edith, Ethel. It, it's Ooh. totally Just, okay. Yeah, come on, everyone. Let's get ourselves together here. Ethel chiming in for like, my mom, his mom, my mom. Such a classic old lady voice. Yeah. And we get Gene just coming in as he normally comes in, in his burger costume, walking across the screen. Linda, I will say, is performing her heart out in the window. Great vocal performance by John Roberts. As usual. And then we get a little happy Mother's Day message from Ethel. Very good. Okay, that was tough. At the end. And the lyrics to Mommies Are the Best are that Mommies Are the Best. Repeat that numerous times. My mom, his mom, your mom, her mom, mom's mom's. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And then I'm omnipotent at the end. Love it. Should we score them? Sure, let's do it. Okay, we score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. I guess I could be at the end of Tina's. <laughs> I'm going to give these a seven H's. I don't want to regret anything. Um... Why do I want to give him a 6.5? Cuz they're not great. I miss the family. I miss all the kiddos. I miss Bob. I love Linda singing in her song. I do too, but it's not my favorite Linda singing song. It's not that great. I get Doesn't a little, give me the feels. Watching just now again, I'm a little uncomfortable with Ethel staring at me the entire time. 
I'm glad she eventually says stuff because I started to look like squirm a little bit. I'm like, thank God she's joining in because I do not like this old woman in dried squirrel blood staring at me this entire time. In fact, I would come down to 6.5 with you now that I think about it. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I honestly could totally do an end credits where Bob and Ethel's son are like trying to unwrap plastic muffins again and having like you're gonna say unwrap squirrel skin from their body no just like how do they do it like i just something like really different yeah i forgot to mention that you called out during that scene you're like yes those muffins they're impossible to unwrap you were like they this did i yeah you were so excited about it (laughs) it's like how often does this happen (laughs) to you not very often because I feel like it's always like airport muffins or like on a ferry like that where they're wrapped like that. I prefer though the wrap, which is a pain in the ass, to the paper that muffins are cooked in and like cupcakes are cooked in that just peel off. Oh, Max and I frequently get sprinkles cupcakes and Max finds the wrappers too much effort between him and the cake. Yeah. If I want to get in there and get a bite, you got to like peel it off and then start, things start to fall apart when you're peeling it off and it I hear, yeah. drops places and yeah. I've got a dog. We don't want to be dropping chocolate. That should be your Shark Tank product, a cupcake. Bib of sorts. Oh, I was going to say umbrella. a paperless like an, cupcake. It's like I just hang like an, a small umbrella on underneath the cupcake. I'm on to something there. This is like one of Linda's inventions. I'm on to something. What if you just get those paper umbrellas from... From the drinks? From the drinks. That's what I would start with. That's where it's going to start. In fact, that has a little um, toothpick, so you can stick it in the bottom of the cupcake and open the thing underneath it. You can test the doneness of the cupcake with the toothpick and before use you it. use it. I love it. <laughs> I'm a genius. Yep. See, if you didn't wait through this entire episode to hear the most brilliant invention on the planet... Your loss. Uh, but those were the end credits to Mo Mommy, Mo Problems. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We talked about Patreon. We talked about our Instagram. We're on Threads, Bob's Credits. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. What else, Skylar, before we get out of here? I'm going to say um, I'm going classic because I just really want to go back to my roots today. I'm going to say stay saucy, y'all. Whatever that means to you, if it means stay sassy, if it means lots of pasta sauce, whatever it is, y'all stay saucy. Anything but squirrel blood. Anything but squirrel blood. (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.